Hey, um, so we, we do this weird thing at our church for no reason except for that it's fun, and that is that every time that a month has five Sundays, we do something special on that fifth Sunday. And we are doing this all in 2023. We are calling them Generations Services. So in January, if you missed it, I am sorry. This might be the highlight of my ministry life. We did a seniors emphasis-ish, retirees emphasis. This is kind of more, we used hymn books. It was amazing. Uh, we did that, and then we did a kids emphasis service in May. It was so much fun. Uh, we were doing a youth emphasis service in October, in October, and then Millennial Service, Millennials and Gen X's, we get our service on New Year's Eve, 2023, Integrity Hosanna rules, okay, we are going to be doing the songs, you, I can't, I'm so excited about that sentence, and this one, this one is sort of right in the middle of the year, we don't usually get five, and now we're just going to call this uh, the family service, the church picnic family service. And we are sort of in the middle of all of those things because what's great about being outdoors is that how many of you grew up in a church where you would go uh, out and do family, like do picnics, and you'd like maybe do a pig roast, or maybe that you'd go and play games or whatever together? How many of you have an experience like that? Okay, so those of you who know what that is, we're gonna have to help the rest of the folks. We're gonna do that after the service today, or after lunch. We're gonna eat first. We're gonna play some old-fashioned church picnic games. We're going to have some food together outside. We're going to do, the only thing we're missing is, hey, Brian, we didn't roast a pig today. We used to do that back in the day, right? <laughs> um, so this one, we are going to just be celebrating the whole idea that the church is not for one generation or another. The Holy, There's no such thing as, like, junior Jesus or junior Holy Spirit. Um, and, you know, that doesn't change as you get older. God is who he is. Jesus is who he is. The Holy Spirit empowers um, all of us as the church family, every generation, every season, and so we're celebrating that together. And we are in this series called Ancient Wisdom, so we're going to use Proverbs, which is what we've been talking about, to talk just for a few minutes here about the foundation of family. Here at church, we talk a lot about being a family. We call ourselves the Freedom Family all the time. Uh, we have an online Freedom Family. Hey, off campus, I see you. We're going to be, it's not live right now, but we're going to, when you see this, we love you and we see you. The uh, online Freedom Family off campus, we just find it really helpful to think of ourselves in the church as a chosen family. And there's reasons for that, but it also, it helps us to explain how we find ourselves here. Like, exactly that. When you look around this, when you look around under this pavilion, the, the, we are from different backgrounds. We are have different interests. We have different income levels. We have different social statuses. We are so different in so many ways. In what other scenario would you find us together doing what we're doing here other than that we are somehow connected as a family? Of course, we know that we are the family of God. We know that this idea originates in scripture. We are called brothers and sisters in the New Testament. It says that we are adopted into the family of God because God loves us. And it says that's what he wanted to do. I love this. Do you know that scripture says that? Ephesians 1, 4 and 5 says, Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. Do we have that one, Vaughn? Do we have that scripture? 
Yes, one more slide. Yes, this is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. I, that's not me, my commentary on the scripture. That's what the scripture actually says. So let's just say that family is a really big deal to God. It's a really big deal. Family relationships matter because when they are healthy, they support us, they give us courage, they correct us, they teach us, they give us safety, they make us grow and so many things like that. So we use this concept of family to think of one another here at Freedom. We love one another, we bear with one another, we encourage one another because we are a family that God chose and was so pleased to adopt us into his family. And so if we backtrack just a little bit from that concept, and we, when we realize that family is such a big deal to God, then we have to understand that our homes and our nuclear families, like those that we live under the same roof with, those in our extended families, those who God has given us in that way, that those family structures are also a really big deal to God. And in fact, just in Proverbs alone, like I said, that's where we've been landing for the last month, you can see how much wisdom is given to us in Proverbs about issues in the family. Not in our, my family, my family has no issues, but for other people in their families and the things that they go through, Proverbs has a lot of good things to say. Proverbs uh, 24, three and four says, by wisdom a house is built and through understanding it is established. Through knowledge its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasures. Wisdom is the foundation that supports the godly family. The home that's able to kind of like hold what it says, hold rare and beautiful treasures. That wisdom is the foundation of that home. And we've been talking all month about that. Wisdom is not a, just a concept, though that certainly it's part of it, the, the idea that you can make wise choices, that you can, there are certain things that, that make sense with. But much more than that in scripture, wisdom is a person. Wisdom is Jesus himself. Wisdom is the foundation of the home, and he is Jesus. So I want to take a sampling of just Proverbs. We could do this from a lot of parts of scripture, but of course we're focusing here. Uh, just Proverbs. We're going to build ourselves a little foundation. This is a nice, uh, this is just for my office. It's really heavy. This is going to be our foundation of Jesus. And we're just going to build from Proverbs. Just some of, just some of the things that, uh, that the book of Proverbs says about the family. So I'm going to start with our red brick people. Let's start. Come on up. If you have a red brick, come and see me. Come and see me. Yes, I love this. And we're just going to read these scriptures. They're just like one or one or two verses at a time. And we're going to build our foundation. Oh, Pastor Aaron ended up with a red brick. Do you know how to read scriptures? Okay. Okay, maybe I shouldn't have ended up with a red brick. Proverbs 22.6. Start children off on the way they should go, and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. Proverbs 13, 24. Whoever spares the rod hates their children, but the one who loves their children is careful to discipline them. Proverbs 17, 6. Children's children are a crown to the aged, and parents are the pride of their children. Nice. Okay, let's have the blue bricks. We have a blue brick. If you have a blue brick, come and find me. There should be three of you. Okay. 
understand what to do? <laughs> Joel is opening his like a gift. <laughs> A wise son brings joy to his father, but a foolish son brings grief to his mother. Listen, my son, to your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. They are a garland to your grace, or your head, and a chain to adorn your neck. Women, listen up. A wife of noble character is her husband's crown. Yes. But a disgraceful wife is like decay in his bones. Okay. <laughs> That's Proverbs. Tell it like it is. Okay, yellow bricks. Yellow bricks. Come on. Come on and join me. But a mocker does not respond to rebukes. Proverbs 17:21. To have a fool for a child brings grief. There is no joy for the parent of a godless fool. Proverbs 5:18. May your fountain be blessed. And may you rejoice in the wife of your youth. Proverbs 18.22 He who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. Yes. Amen. I don't know how that one made it in there. <laughs> Brian's a lucky guy. <laughs> a foolish child is a father's ruin, and a quarrelsome wife is like the constant dripping of a leaky roof. Houses and wealth are inherited from parents, but a prudent wife is from the Lord. Yes. Just kidding. <laughs> Proverbs 14.1, the wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears hers down. I know how much people don't like to read and speak into microphones and stuff, so thank you for your participation. That was literally just a sampling, and I'm going to be very, very honest with you. I googled Proverbs about the family. And the list was the list was so long and so many. Thank you, Pastor Gary. There is so much wisdom. There's so much that the Bible has to say about the family. The different relationships between spouses. The relationship between parents and children and children and parents. Uh, there's, there's so much that calls us to obedience and also love and to discipline and to to care and to and to not be like, yeah, like not be a nagging wife. 
uh, but to be a blessing. And then also for husbands to rejoice in that in your in your wife and to, and to get your focus completely there for the rest of your life. There's just so much in Proverbs about that specifically. And the point being, of course, that when you build your house on wisdom, who is, again, when we say wisdom, we think wisdom, wise things, wise decisions, wise all the things, but we specifically think when we build our house on Jesus, that foundation is solid and sure. When we think about the relationships in our, in our family through the lens of wisdom, we are setting ourselves up for joy. We're setting ourselves up for contentment and for generations of blessing. So how do we know that we're building the kind of family that's built on Jesus? Well, I don't think it's an accident, of course, at all, uh, that in both the Old and the New Testament, uh, they describe Jesus as the cornerstone of the house. 1 Peter 2, 4-6 says, As you come to him, the living stone, this is Jesus, rejected by humans but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in scripture it says, and of course this is the reference to the Old Testament, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. So of course the metaphor here is that the first stone in the building of the house is the cornerstone, the one that's going to make sure that everything else that's built on that house is solid and firm and sure. And scripture says in Old and New Testament that Jesus is that cornerstone, that everything built from him will be solid and sure and eternal and will last forever. So Jesus is the cornerstone and the foundation of your family. He's the foundation of our church family. Say the word family, you want Jesus to be the cornerstone, cornerstone of it. Everything built from him is safe and secure and solid and able to withstand the storms of life. Oh, what did Matt sing this morning? I promise I didn't even ask him to, but then I saw it and I was like, yes. We just sang together that rain came, winds blew, my house was built on you. I'm safe with you, I'm standing strong in you, right? We just sang this scripture, which is found in Matthew 7. It says, therefore, anyone who hears these words of mine, this is Jesus saying this, and puts them into practice. When you hear the words of Jesus and you put them into practice, you're like a wise man who has built his house on the rock. The rain came down and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against the house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine, it does not put them into practice, is like a foolish man who has built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against the house, and it fell with a great crash. Scripture says, Jesus himself says, that practicing the words of Jesus, obeying what he says, is like building your house on solid rock instead of sand you will not be moved. And you know, most of you in this, uh, I was gonna say room, just like that's what I say. You guys in this room, most of you in this place today, you know, you know what life can do. You know what life can throw at you. You know how easy it is to get knocked down. And scripture says, you will not be moved from your faith, from your security in Christ. That it will be okay, you will be living in blessing, maybe Things will go wrong in your life. Of course they will. We live in a broken world for now. But that Jesus is the solid rock 
upon which you will not be moved. Wisdom, by wisdom a house is built, and through understanding it is established. Through knowledge its rooms are filled with rare and beautiful treasure. Robert says we're going to fill our homes with rare and beautiful treasure. This is, of course, meaning real treasure, eternal treasure, the kind of prosperity that's in your soul that's going to last forever. It's not just outward things that we might consider to be success. Scripture tells us, don't worry about it. If what you see on the outside that wicked people seem to prosper, other people seem to prosper, don't you worry about it. Your wealth is secure for eternity in Christ. The things that actually matter are secure for you forever. I've been, uh, I've been reading Francis Chan's book, Letters to the Church. One of our small groups is thinking about doing it in the fall. I wanted to read it first because I heard about it. It's a couple years old. I've been, it's so, it was sobering. It was sobering. Have you finished it, Dave? It's sobering. I'm going to lead your group then. I'm going to do, I'm going to read it. Uh, but I was reading it and they were, they were so challenged by it. And it was a, there was a, especially one sober reminder in here as I was thinking about the church family. And he says, it is possible to build a church without Jesus. No, not a church that's pleasing to God. <laughs> not one that he is looking for, not one that he wants to bless, but not one that's empowered by him, not one that's necessarily doing the kingdom work he's called it to. But you can build a church and you can attract some people. But in the end, that church can't stand. If the church is not built on the solid rock of the foundation of Jesus, about what he taught, about what he said, and obeying what he commanded. It won't stand. And so as Proverbs points out to us in this idea of the foundation of our family, Jesus, and where that stands for you, we can ask ourselves just a few questions when we look at this scripture, these scriptures this morning. First of all, is our church built on Jesus? It's okay to ask yourself that question. I want you to know that um, your, your board and your staff, like your leadership here at the church, we ask ourselves this question all the time. Are the things that we are doing pleasing to the Lord? Are they the things he's actually calling us to do? Are we listening to the Spirit? Is this good for the church? Is this good for the church family in accordance with not just the world standards, of course, not at all, but what, with what Scripture is calling us to? We ask these questions a lot. But is our church built on Jesus? Are we careful that as we attend our church, as we uh, engage with one another in this church family, are we careful that it's not about us, that it's about him and what he's asking us to do. He's calling us to love. He's calling us to obey. He's calling us to serve one another. He's calling us to reach out. He's calling us to impact the world for Christ. He's calling us to all of these things. Are we, are we sure that our church is built on the solid rock of Jesus? We have to, and I'll tell you, if we don't continually ask ourselves the question, we will drift away from the question. So we remind ourselves through the word this morning. Secondly, is my family built on Jesus? Are the decisions that we make as a family solidly rooted in the word? Are we listening to the voice of the spirit? Are we praying about the things that that are, are going on around us? Are we trusting him with our lives? Are we trusting him with the lives of our children? Are we looking to him in all of these things? Is my family built on Jesus? Am I loving my spouse the way that Christ loves us, that he's calling me to love? Am I in, in alignment with what the scripture is asking me to do? Is my family built on Jesus? That's the solid rock, listening to the words of Jesus and obeying them. And then of course, that is what we sang this morning, 
and a more personal way, is my life built on Jesus? This is where it starts. The decisions I'm going to make, how I'm going to listen to the Lord, what I'm going to do with my time, am I going to be in the Word, am I going to be asking the Holy Spirit to speak into my life every day, to help me with every decision, to lead me to the things He wants and not just the things that I want, is, is, is my life built on Jesus? Am I committed to learning the Word so that I can obey the Word, so that my, my life will be built on the solid rock, that no matter what comes to me, no matter what washes over my life, no matter what storm approaches, and you can't always see them coming, friends, that no matter what comes to you, that you will not be moved. I promise you that this is what the scripture says, and it is true. It's true in my lived experience, it's true in so many of your testimonies, that when you have put your faith in Jesus, when you have trusted him with your whole life, when you are diligently seeking to obey his word and to be in, in step with the Holy Spirit, you can walk through anything and you will not be moved and he can be trusted with all of your life. I promise you that. This is the source of true wisdom. And this is a foundation that will never fail. So think about that. Which two of you guys can come? Think about this as you consider what wisdom really looks like. As we've been looking at it all month long. But what does wisdom really look like? It looks like your life built on the principles of scripture in obedience to the word of God. And so don't be afraid to ask yourself that question. Invite the Holy Spirit even now. We don't have to even close our eyes and whatever. But say, Holy Spirit, is our church... And my, my participation in this church family and the things that we do together as a church, are we built on the foundation of Scripture? Am I building my family on the foundation of Scripture, Jesus on you, on you as my solid rock, and obedience to you? Am I building something that cannot be shaken, or am I building this family on sand? And of course, that comes from the, the first decision, which is, Jesus, are you the center of my life? Is there anything that's crowding out? Is there anything that I want more than you? Is there anything that I am listening to instead of you? Jesus, are you the center of my life? Are you the foundation that I'm building my life on? So we ask ourselves these difficult questions, but we do it in the context of one another of together looking around and saying, we are not doing this alone. This is why I love the church family. We are not doing this alone. Whatever your family's going through, whatever you're going through as an individual, we have one another to build each other up. I hope you'll share your heart with somebody if you need to. I hope that you will offer encouragement to one another as you eat lunch together. I hope that you will look around this church family and have a love for one another that you have never experienced before. That the supernatural love of the Lord would be in this room. I can't stop saying it, just go with it. Go with it, it's a room, it's an outdoor room. That the Holy Spirit would come and teach us to love one another well. Would teach us to be able to see one another, to be able to be in this family that we were called, that God was so pleased to be able to call us into his family, so that together we can learn what it means to build our lives upon the foundation of Christ. I hope you'll find that in this space. I hope you'll find that in this group of people. Because the church is not that building or this building. The church is us, right? And I trust that in your family, as you make those decisions, that you would uh, that you would decide every single day that every decision you make 
Every time you have to discipline your child, every time there's a disagreement between spouses, every time there's conflict with children, every time that something happens in your life, whatever decision needs to be made, whatever conflict needs to be resolved, that we would decide we would build our lives on Jesus. And so we pray that it starts from this decision. Jesus, be the center. Be my source. Be my life. Be my vision. Be my God. Jesus, be everything to me. That's going to lead us in this song. Special song uh, for Rob and I. We sang this at our wedding because we're like that. When you when you sing and play instruments, you do that at your wedding. I didn't know if you know that. We couldn't stop ourselves. But we, we loved the song long before uh, before our wedding day. We've loved it since. I want to invite you. Um, actually, gonna, I'll, I'll ask you to remain seated because I want you to be able to see the words if you don't know what it's a bit of an older chorus. It's almost a hymn practically now. And then afterwards, I'm going to invite. Uh, one of our spiritual fathers from our Freedom family and also my biological father, Pastor Dell, to come and pray over our church. So you can remain seated. He might have you stand later, but I just want you to be able to see the lyrics and to be able to pray them well um, as you're led and just ask the Holy Spirit to come and speak to your life about whatever it is that needs to be realigned as part of his family. 